Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner here at the King Power Stadium, joined by Jordan Blackwell. Uh, we're going to be discussing uh, all things Leicester City, coming from today's press conference with Craig Shakespeare, ahead of tomorrow's opening home fixture against Brighton and Hove Albion. Before, brief message from our sponsor, and it's a, an offer for free beer, beer52.com. You head to there, beer52.com, and you, you sign up and you get a free crate of eight beers from around the world. Uh, it's only going to cost you £5.95. Um, to, for the postage and packing and the, 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 the case of beer is all yours free beer, I know that will get plenty of attention uh, then you become a subscriber and uh, you can uh, choose to have uh, deliveries from beer52.com to go and check that out now Jordan, team news let's get underway with the team news we know there was a, a number of players missing for that opening game of the season at Arsenal, uh, Vicente Bora Danny Drinkwater, Robert Huth what's the news? Um, well on Drinkwater and Ibora, they're both still out. I know Shakespeare said um, before the Arsenal game that they may be back for Brighton. Uh, they're not. Neither are back in full training, although he did say uh, Drinkwater trained uh, today, although not with the main squad. Um, and he said that Ibora was hopeful, hopefully back in training next week, uh, although he couldn't say whether either would be uh, fit and ready for Manchester United the following Saturday. Uh, Robert Huth is making... Um, a decent recovery he played 60 minutes for the under 23s on Monday um, and it looks like he's not going to make it for Brighton but he is in contention for Sheffield United in the League Cup on Tuesday but there's a, an injury blow for Kelechi Inacho, um who we saw that he wasn't in training on Thursday he didn't feature in the, the club's uh, video of, of the players um, doing their warm-ups um, and it seems he's still struggling with his toe uh, the, the injury that he, he first picked up um, on, on his debut in, against Mönchengladbach when he had to come off after 17 minutes um, he's been to see a specialist about that although uh, Shakespeare said that was just uh, a natural thing and um, he said there wasn't too much to worry he says that he's he'll make a late decision on him although he says he's struggling to run at full pelt and he's uh, in a bit of discomfort when he strikes a ball so I would suggest that uh, tomorrow's game against Brighton will be too soon for the Nigerian. He did say they were going to make a decision about it in the morning, but that, that you're right. You know, if you're a striker that's uh, built on your pace and your ability to strike the ball, and uh, not being able to do those two factors of the of the game at the full max would make you an incredible doubtful player for this game. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, I don't think they need to, to risk him either. I think because of how well uh, Okazaki and Vardy played against um, Arsenal and how well they linked up um, I don't think there's any need to, to rush Ian Acho back and, and Shakespeare also said he's struggling a little bit with fitness as well because he came to the club so late and he missed a few pre-season games when he was sort of sorting the, the, the transfer out so he didn't play a lot for Manchester City so so far he's only played around 25 minutes of football um, so he's going to need to build his fitness up before before he's ready to, to start for Leicester. It's not been an ideal start for some of the uh, new um, summer signings, is it? I mean, Abora, we haven't seen him 
because of this uh, this growing problem and uh, Inacho picking up that early problem after his twenty five million pound move to Man City, it's not been ideal. No, no, and it it it, it sort of um, harks back to to last summer and last season when Leicester signed these uh, signed plenty of players and they all had injury troubles. We we saw with Mendy um, who was out for nearly the whole season with ankle troubles although Shakespeare's given an update and said that he's going to play for the under 23s on Friday night as he um, steps up his recovery but last season there was injuries to, to Slimani as well um, and so and so that will be frustrating because he, he's, he's brought in these players to try to improve the first team and improve the squad uh, and he's not able to use them um, and it seems like as a result of that Leicester have kind of had a, the same squad for the past three seasons and there's, and there's no way that they can improve it yeah, but they are still trying to improve it. Uh, obviously, we're in the midst of the transfer window still, and uh, there's plenty of questions about possible ins and outs before the window shuts. The first question was actually about whether the uh, Shakespeare wanted the window to shut before the start of the season, and uh, he said uh, yes, it would because it would stop a lot of the speculation and disruption. And we've seen it. Leicester are not unique in the fact that a lot of those players link with moves away. I mean, it's happening all across the Premier League at other clubs here and whilst Leicester haven't probably had some of the problems that other clubs have had like Gilfie Sigurdsson at, at Swansea City and Van Dijk at, uh, at Southampton um, it's still a bit of an issue isn't it? Yeah definitely and I think it, there's a, a bit of visible frustration that the Mahrez issue is still going on um, and that there's still questions about that and that the reports of Danny Drinkwater and reports of interest uh, from Chelsea and him um, I think Shakespeare is he is a coach he just wants to, to coach the players he doesn't want to have to think about uh, certain uh, sort of speculation and rumours about his players I, I think he said that he's involved in all those discussions about transfers but he seems like the sort of manager that wants to get down and wants to coach the players and wants to sort the tactics out for the for the upcoming game rather than worried about um, bids coming in for for his players and, and having to do his best to try and keep hold of them. Well, he's cleared up a few of the uh, speculation. I mean, first off, we start with Islam Slomani. There was reports in the week that Watford were going to make a bid for the £30 million record signing. Uh, Marco Silva, um, the Tigers boss, managed him for one season alone at uh, Sporting Lisbon. How, how was he sacked again, Jordan? What was he sacked uh, for? One of the reasons stated for his sacking uh, was that he didn't wear the official club suit. That's a new one. That's a new one. I've heard a lot of different reasons why managers get sacked, but not uh, not for their attire. I can imagine Paolo Sosa, when he was here at Leicester, <laughs> used to wear a shirt and jeans in the technical area. I imagine that would have been an issue. Uh, but anyway, Slomani, he's um, given us a little update on Slomani. There's been no bids, basically. Yeah, and I think... Um, Shakespeare tried to make that fairly clear that there's been no bids and if there's no bids then he doesn't need to say anything about it and he doesn't need to make any decisions about it. I think Shakespeare sort of made clear that Leicester might need to offload um, one or two strikers uh, because they are uh, they do have a lot of strength in depth there and you perhaps say they have too many players there to, to give them all an adequate amount of game time. Um, so whether Slimani is one of those that he would consider offloading. Um, I think it's fairly clear Vardy, Iheanacho, Okazaki, and then possibly Ujo, because we know there's, there's possible contract talks there. Um, they seem to be at the top of the pecking order. So whether Slimani is still a player, at the end, still a City player at the end of the window remains to be seen. Yeah, Ahmed Moussa, if you're going to class him as an yes. out-and-out striker as well, he'd be another one that you would probably suggest that might, if an appropriate big coming, might move on. Um, 
talking about Leo Jojoa, uh, we've run a piece at the Brighton um, Argus, I've run a piece, an interview with Bruno, his former Brighton teammate, who said that uh, Leo is happy now under Shakespeare at Leicester City, and we know there are contract, contract talks ongoing. We've asked Shakespeare today if there's been any developments, and there hasn't been, so it's been going on for a few weeks now. Um, but so we imagine that something must get uh, sorted one way or another rather soon. But yeah, it certainly is a transformation for Leo, isn't it? He, man said he'd never play for the club again, and here he is about to sign another contract. Yeah, and, and there's been a change in manager, so I suppose that's it's not too surprising. Um, but I think it was always fairly clear, um, even when he, he was trying to force a move away, that there was a little bit of frustration that he was one of the title winners that had not been offered a new contract. Um, and so whether that was the real issue and, and not game time, uh, we don't know. But it certainly seems like he's um, he started to get more game time uh, under Shakespeare than he, than he did Ranieri. Riyad Mahrez. Let's move on to Riyad now because he was asked about Riyad again. Uh, there was reports in the week that Roma, again, are finally going to give up now. They're going to admit defeat in their pursuit for, for him with three or four bids. We don't know whether it was three or four. Which one was an official bid? Which wasn't? It seemed to drag on and on and on. It was a right, quite a saga. We believe the last bid was around £32 million, don't we? And, uh, but there's been nothing since. And he was asked whether Mares he could get the best out of him if he's still a Leicester player by the end of the window. I mean, from your perception of seeing uh, Mares in pre-season and at Arsenal, does it look like he's given his all? Um, I think so. Certainly in pre-season it did. I think it, uh, in the early parts of pre-season he w- it seemed like he was head and shoulders above the rest. He was excellent in Hong Kong. Yes, he was. Um, I think he struggled a little bit against Arsenal and I think we've seen a couple of occasions where he's he's been visibly frustrated um, just when decisions have not gone his way and things like that where he seems he seems to have been a bit more annoyed than he usually would um, but now I think he's um, he's one of these players that, that seems happy to get on with it um, Shakespeare's been full of praise for him in terms of his professionalism and his focus um, and I think that's that's come across uh, on the pitch um, I think we'll um, we'll hopefully see if he does uh, play tomorrow we'll hopefully see him get a little bit more joy he struggled a little bit against Arsenal having to work back quite a lot to cover their to cover their wing backs um, but hopefully against a, a side like Brighton newly promoted side that Leicester will have a, a decent share of possession they'll be able to get Morris on the ball a little bit more and we'll be able to see whether this season will be the, the Mahrez of 2015-16 or the Mahrez of 2016-17. Uh, one departure this week Tom Lawrence to Derby County for what we believe is a fee of around £7 million no surprise really that he's gone but what was surprising is that Shakespeare said he'd try to persuade Lawrence not to leave I mean the guy only made four appearances in three years for Leicester and only one start yeah so that is a little bit of a surprise but I think up until last season there was no signs that um, Lawrence was going to become a a good player a great player Uh, but then he had that low spell at Ipswich where he did really really well uh, I think 11 assists and 11 goals in about 36 appearances um, so that was, that was really good for him and I think he clearly made a step up um, so I'm not, I wasn't too surprised that, that Shakespeare wanted to keep him but it's clear that Lawrence was fourth choice winger behind Albright and Mahrez and Gray um, and for a 23 year old who, who's probably think, uh, a point in his career where he wants to play regularly I'm sure he'd rather be 
a first choice winger at Derby than a fourth choice uh, winger at a at a mid table Premier League club. Yeah, Shaky said that he tried to um, convince him to stay in the summer, but he said it was very apparent from early on that he'd, he'd, set, he'd set his mind on on leaving the club. So Lawrence moves on. There may be more. Before the end of the window, he's hinted there may be incomings. They're trying, but finding it very difficult, he said today, didn't they? They are trying to bring some in, but it's like the rest of the, the uh, teams in the Premier League. It's getting tough now. We're getting down to the the final sort of throws of the window, and it can get a bit tricky. It's a domino effect. One deal has to happen for others to take place. So we'll, we'll be watching that over the remainder of the transfer window. Uh, finally, let's talk about the game. First home game of the season, Brighton. What are you expecting? Well, I'm expecting a, a a really nice welcome for Anthony Knockhart yeah. um, to, to start the game. Um, I think it should be expected that Leicester would get three points. I think these are the sorts of games. If you have um, you know, intentions of being a, a top half side, you need to beat promoted clubs at home. Um, I think Brighton struggled a little bit against Manchester City. Didn't really. Great lot. They worked very hard, as you would expect of a of a newly promoted club. And I think Chris Hughes done a really good job there. Uh, they've had they've bought in a, a lot of a lot of players that they've got to slowly sort of bed into the team. And I think it's a, a good time for Leicester to play them while they while those players are, are still bedding in. Um, I think Leicester will win, although I think it'll be fairly close. Yeah, I think he's going to make. I think obviously, as always is the case, an early goal will certainly help Leicester if they got one early doors. The longer it goes on, and uh, uh, Brighton are able to frustrate City, the tougher it gets. Uh, the fans here have always been great. I, I think they don't tend to express their frustration uh, too quickly as they do at other grounds. But uh, you know, the longer it drags on, then the fans get a bit nervous as well that they're not going to see the victory. So, fingers crossed for an early goal. Vardy's certainly in form. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be the key for me um, tomorrow. We're not expecting any changes to the lineup, are we, from Arsenal with no. the injury situation the way it is at the moment? So, fingers crossed for um, a Leicester City victory. So, check back on the Mercury website and on our Facebook page for all the build up coming from today's press conference to tomorrow's game against Brighton. And then over the weekend, we'll have a live blog during the game that you can follow at the Mercury website and uh, all the reaction uh, online and in Monday's newspaper. Uh, Thanks for joining us on Dilly Ding Dilly Dong. Don't forget your free beer and uh, we'll be back next week.